The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. Deep down the middle, has got his man, and he's gone! Jason Swain, touchdown! It's time for the Swain Event with your host, Jason Swain. My man. Real sports talk for the real sports fan. All you chumps are going to bow when I whoop him. It's time for the Swain Event, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Give it to his house and a red flag. Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. Hope you are having a great morning. It is Tuesday, January the 4th, 2022. Four minutes past the top of the hour. Ben McKee, Jason Swain. I am live here from the Low T Center studio. Ben McKee is in the McKee studio. Ben, good morning. Try it again. There we go, Ben. Good morning. Good morning. How are you, man? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good, man. I'm good. Some um, some action on Rocky Top potentially. I always like some action. I'm like Marshawn Lynch, man. About that action, boss. I'm about that action. Looks like there's going to be some action here on Rocky Top. So uh, I'm good, man. I I am good. I'm good. Have we um, have we welcomed? Paul Fonbaum back into the Tennessee family. Have we done that yet? Uh, he needs to be welcomed back in. I mean, are, are we turning the other cheek? Are we being a better person in 2022? Are we are we showing forgiveness? Are we um, showing some 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 empathy and some grace and some love? And or are we still always looking for for fights? Are we always looking for? little bit of drama that man paul fonbaum wants to be a wants to be a vfl again better let him be a vfl he said that tennessee by god is eight and five eight and five because he declared the mute city bowl a win for the vols (laughs) hey man my man i know my man danny white (laughs) will do that he did that Central Florida. So, look, how about we just do it now? 8-5 Tennessee. No, we can't do that, man. We took the L. We just learned from it, get better. And part of getting better, Ben, is uh, hitting up that transfer portal. Looks like Tennessee is expecting a visitor from the portal. Yeah, and uh, one that, I mean, I, I guess I'll blame myself and say shame on me for not mentioning yesterday but i i just didn't did not think that 
Tennessee was in a, a position to to bring this young man in, and that is Isaiah Naor. I, I guess that's how you say his last name. I apologize to him if I am butchering it, but he's from Texas. There's a lot of Texas schools after him, and, and the thought that that is that it was going to be a, a really hard pull for Tennessee, and it wasn't really known it, how much traction there was, if, if if there was any traction, and apparently there is, Wayne, because as you just mentioned, he's he's going to come visit Tennessee, and, and that is absolutely huge. I know we spent a ton of time yesterday talking about the defensive needs. The offense still has needs, and uh, one of those needs is getting Cedric Tillman a running mate, and he could certainly be that. No, for sure, man, and and you're seeing a lot of these players that have not went through a serious SEC recruitment get a little taste of what it feels like being a five-star, four-star player out of high school and to have all these schools hit you up and get all that recognition and recognition recognition and attention because I mean some of these transfers dropping top ten lists and top five lists. I'm like, just wake me up when you pick a school. Flipping schools. Oh my God. So, you know, I expect New York to enjoy. You know, he went to he went to Wyoming. How many choices did he have coming out of high school? Uh, he should enjoy taking trips, going to Tennessee, seeing what the buzz is about, going to, to Texas AM, get you a you know, a couple bags or so from from AM. They're passing them out right now. So he's from Texas. There's been some thoughts that he wants to stay close to home. We'll see. I said this um last week. If you want to play at the NFL level, you better embrace not playing at home. Because for him. There's two teams that's close to home. It's the Cowboys and the Texans. The other 30 schools are going to be far away. Unless you look at New Orleans, that's three. The Saints. So you have to embrace being far from home. And listen, he could say, hey, I want to be at home for two more years or one more year before going you know, to the pros if that's something that he wants to do. Totally respect that. Totally understand that. But at some point, you're going to, have to go away away from home. So, uh, yeah, Tennessee, man, is, is in the market for a transfer wide receiver. It's something we need, along with several other positions. Did not – I didn't, I wasn't expecting Tennessee to get a visit from him. But you know what they say, Ben, you always have a chance whenever you bring a player on campus. Always. Yes, yes. and <laughs> – it's it's not surprising to see uh, him decide to, to to visit Tennessee Swain, and that's simply because of how many balls he is going to get if he were to pick Tennessee. I know we have questions about the the route trees within the offense and and how that's going to help guys translate to the next level. We've we've had plenty of those discussions since Josh Heupel took over, but at the end of the day you're going to get a lot of targets. <laughs> you're going to get a lot of opportunities to to catch passes, score touchdowns, rack up yards, rack up yak, yards after catch. Uh, 
the, the those opportunities are going to present itself. So if if you are a receiver, how could you not listen to Tennessee? And and, and then Hooker's coming back. So how, how could you not listen to Tennessee? Yeah, at least go check it out. I mean, I think Matt Barry, ESPN's anchor, summed it up perfectly. It's time for NCAA commissioner. System is broken. It's um, it's not going in the right place. You got Caleb Williams, starting quarterback at prestigious Oklahoma. They bringing in Jeff Levy, Brent Venables, two of the best coordinators consistently in the last five to seven years. Two of the best. I mean, it's a perfect opportunity for Caleb Williams. He's interested to, to know what's out there. He's wondering what's out there. AKA, but, he is going into free agency. Let's let's call it what it is. He is a professional quarterback in the last year of his rookie contract, and he, he is trying to decide whether he wants to re-sign with Oklahoma or, or sign a new three-year deal with somebody else. Yep. And the only reason, the only way he can talk to any other school is he has to officially enter the transfer portal. Legally. And and that's what he's doing. He's entering the transfer portal. And Georgia's thought to be, 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 you know, the favorite right now, which is going to create a domino effect because they got guys on their roster right now, whether they were high school five stars or transfers coming in that clearly can – can play at a high level. This this seems like a Jake from Justin Fields move to me if he indeed go, indeed goes to Georgia. But like, <laughs> you 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 have this going on right now, and it's clear that he's he is he's gonna get a huge bag, whether it's from Oklahoma, whether it's from Georgia, and that's that's fine, whatever. But you know how weird it is for Oklahoma to then put out a statement? Did you see Oklahoma put out a statement? Yes. It's AKA, just, please resign with us. It's just it's just weird. When have we when have we seen this? So Oklahoma Oklahoma puts out a statement from the AD and the head coach, Brent Venables, after the announcement that Caleb Williams was entering the portal. Can't you just walk down the hall and tell him this? Can't you just call him on the phone and tell him this? Can't you just bring him into your office and tell him this the same way that Auburn allowed Tank Bigsby to be able to see? Once he was blind, but now he can see. He played for Auburn the entire year, didn't know the vision until he entered the transfer portal for five minutes, and then they had a meeting, and now he can see the vision of what they want to do at Auburn. At least at least Auburn didn't do that. Sit out a statement. It's just this is just weird times, man. So it's weird times. And um our time is coming. We're gonna, you know, deal with this I'm sure at some point. Right now we are not. But if you if you if you if you do this long enough if you compete at a high level long enough, at some point it's going like it's going to happen. To you, so kind of dealt with it last year. 
to to a certain extent. It, it's certainly gone to another level this off season, but let's see. It seems like last off season was kind of the beginning of not not the end, but the the beginning of all this madness that that is college football. Yeah, and I mean, Caleb Williams kept it open that he may return Oklahoma. He not going. He not going back to Oklahoma. No, because Oklahoma just just got a commitment from Dylan Gabriel, who yeah. was coached by Jeff Lebby at Central Florida. So Caleb Williams not going back. No, he he's not. He's not going back. That that's why Oklahoma took the commitment of Dylan Gabriel and, and flipped him from UCLA, poor Chip Kelly. Um, what was so funny and ironic, Swain? I, I I saw this tweet. It's a meaningless stat. It, it's just the irony is unbelievable. We all know the stories that Dylan Gabriel was unafraid to share mm-hmm. at the beginning of the season during fall camp about Josh Heupel. Mm-hmm. We, we we talked about those those stories here on the Swain event. Uh, seemed like he was uh, bitter and sour and upset, whatever word you want to use, uh, about Josh Heupel leaving UCF for Tennessee. And now Dylan Gabriel is going to be the first starting left-handed quarterback at Oklahoma since Josh Heupel. Uh. <laughs> Again, it, it's, it's meaningless. It, it's just funny and, and the irony of, of – that is unbelievable. I, I laughed when I saw that tweet. Oh, that's great. That's great. And maybe he wins a Heisman and then, um, you know, he'll get a statue. I hope he does because that means somebody in the SEC did not. I know, that, means Bryce, that means Bryce Young did not win a second Heisman. I know that's right. I know that's right. Oh, hey. Who am I kidding? Hendon Hooker and Cedric Tillman are going to be two of the, the three top vote getters for the Heisman next year um tell me man if he keeps on his tear they're gonna have no choice but to uh, talk about him the same way they talked about Devontae Smith I mean at some point the stats are undeniable and, and what Tillman is doing right now is is um at, at least at the very minimum going to make him a finalist for the Blitnikoff next year if he keeps this up because all you do is look at the Pittsburgh wide receiver who won it this year and um, this is the first year I've like didn't know who the Blitnikoff award winner was couldn't tell you until our conversation week week and a half ago I usually follow the best receivers in college football and I just didn't see where one was, was, was just dominating everybody else physically I saw the stats Cedric Tillman can be in that conversation. There ain't no doubt about it if he continues to play the way he's playing right now. 865-255-03. We'll take our first break of the day. Swain Event Fuel by Daddy and Barbecue. Hour one is brought to you by Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. Ben McKee, Jason Swain, stay with us. you want to get in on the conversation, call the Iris Network's hotline at 865-200-5503. Grow your business with Iris Network's high-speed fiber internet. irisnetworksusa.com 
Business is still moving forward despite our work location changing and supply shortages affecting a number of different areas. Office furniture is not immune to the halt in the supply chain. This is why my friends at Office Furniture Outfitters has purchased desks, chairs, and tables in bulk to provide you with JC's Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. JC's will give you a free estimate and beat any written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with a fly-by-night service. JC's Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. Hi there, Swain Event family. Are you in the market to purchase a home and a bit freaked out with the market right now? As someone who's been in your spot before, I'm familiar with what's going through your brain. And as a realtor, I've mastered the ins and outs of the buying process. When you work with me, you'll benefit from my experience, and together we'll work toward making sound, smart decisions for your future. And of course, talk a little ball sports along the way. Just give me a call, Jennifer Morris, Keller Williams Realty, 865-257-7897, or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. Hope to hear from you soon. If you're coming to Knoxville and need a place to stay, do yourself a favor and book a room at Hampton Inn Paper Mill also known as the Hampton on the Hill. This award-winning property is literally in the top 5% of all Hampton Inn properties. The GM, Stephen Lawrence, is a good old local boy who grew up in the business around Knoxville. He and his staff are always available, always willing to help, and will go above and beyond for their guests. The newest Hampton Inn in Knoxville has clean, affordable rooms, flat screens, fridges, and microwaves in every room. Plus, breakfast is included in every rate. Not to mention, there's also a pool and fitness center on site. If it wasn't so close to amazing restaurants, bars, and shopping, you would never want to leave. At only six miles from campus, you're still right in where the big orange action is. Go to HamptonInn.com, search Knoxville, and book your room at the Hampton Inn Paper Mill. Or call 865-693-5400. For a replay of each day's Swain Event TV, like us on Facebook. Come on, man. Come on, Ben McKee. Why'd y'all do Baker Mayfield like that, man? He he might have to find a new stadium to do his commercials in. Why'd y'all do him like that? Contract is towards the end. Now the Browns have to figure out what they're going to do with Baker Mayfield long term. Last night certainly did not help because he was not good. Steelers win. Send Ben Roethlisberger off in style if he chooses to leave and hang it up. Come on, Ben. Why y'all do the Browns like that? Why y'all do Baker Mayfield like that, man? Browns stink. Huh? 
The Browns stink. I, I like the um, the new public rivalry because a couple of years ago, like the Browns didn't move the needle enough for the Steelers to even like take them seriously. But now, since the Browns have gotten a little bit better, it's cool to see Ramon Foster and the Steeler Nation like actually like they they are outwardly vocal about their hate for the Browns. I think it's hilarious. Well, the Brown the Browns have always been the biggest rival of the Steelers rivals. Steelers fans hate the Browns the most. It's just the Browns have become relevant again, so they've been worth discussing. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger finishes 24-3-1 against the Browns in his career <laughs> and never lost at home to the Browns, and he's fourth all-time in terms of quarterback having success against one team uh Tom Brady's number 1 uh, 33 and 3 against the Bills and uh there were two other quarterbacks Brian Greasy's dad was one of the ones in front of him against the Bills as, as well I didn't know Brian Greasy had a dad who played quarterback in the NFL but um the, the Browns have just been irrelevant for so long that they weren't worth discussing but they've always been the team that that Steelers fans hate the most just because they, they've played for so long. I think they said last night was the 141st meeting between the, the Steelers and Browns. That, that's a lot of football. Poor, poor Baker Mayfield, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he he doesn't play for the Browns next year, does he? Yeah, if I'm the Browns, I, I, I don't know that I want him back and – I mean, if if you're another team, do you really want Baker Mayfield as your quarterback? I I don't. Mm-mm-mm. Here's the thing, though. You the Browns. When is the last time you've had a successful quarterback outside of Baker Mayfield? That is very true. I mean, I can't. But think. if you don't, you're absolutely right. But if you don't think Baker is the guy, then that shouldn't be what determines him sticking around. Like if even if you've had a long history of of quarterbacks not necessarily working out, if you don't think he's the guy moving forward, you should move on. I I think you don't pay him big money. And I've said this on a um different different national show that I do um and this was a topic when we were recording um, yesterday about what to do with Baker Mayfield. And I said, because there's not any surefire quarterbacks in the draft this year, <clears throat> I mean, I don't feel comfortable going out and, you know, getting one high or, you know, getting a rookie quarterback and expecting him to be right now better than Baker Mayfield because the Browns are built to win right now. So I don't feel comfortable there, and I don't feel comfortable paying him a lot of money. I say you give him a prove-it year, a one-year deal, two-year deal, make it all guaranteed. It's, you know, you don't you don't invest a ton of money. I mean, the going right for quarterbacks in the league is fifteen, twenty million dollars a year. I mean, just it is what it is. So you pay him two year, thirty million, give him to him up front, and let's see how he plays when he's healthy. Because he wasn't healthy this year, um, 
You had a distraction with OBJ. Let's let's see how Baker does next year. And then if it's not if it's not working, then you need you know what you need to do. But I just think if you, you better be careful if you are the Browns because you have not had great quarterback play for decades. You finally get one that's franchise caliber and just recently things haven't been great mainly because he's hurt. Let's see how he plays if he's healthy. Give him a one-year, two-year, prove-it-to-us type of deal, and then move from there. That's, that's what I would do. The be- yeah, that, that's probably the best solution and what I would do as well. Yeah, that, I think. But, dang, man, y'all don't have to do do the Browns like that, man. I loved yes, it, though. we did. I loved it. Oh, trust me, I loved it. I love watching T.J. Watt. Love seeing Mike Tomlin uh, continue to make history and um, – be the the only coach to have never had a losing season in fifteen years. That's pretty strong, right there, man. That that is that is very strong. I I saw a stat last night uh, that was really really cool. Warren Sharp tweeted it out, and he tweeted the last time where he he tweeted how many consecutive years each team has had since posting. A losing record, and uh, there's a lot of teams who (laughs) posted a losing record this year. Uh, There's a couple of teams who have gone just one year since posting a losing record. Uh, The Bucks, the Cardinals, the Colts have gone two years. The Bills, the Packers have gone three years. The Rams have gone five years. The Titans have gone six years without posting a losing record. Tighten up. the the Chiefs have gone nine years without posting a losing record. And then there's the Pittsburgh Steelers, the best organization in the NFL who have gone 18 years since posting a losing record. 18 years since their last losing season, which is double the Chiefs, and the Chiefs had the second longest streak. Uh, of strong posting year since posting a losing record. So la- last night was cool. Mike Tomlin uh, securing that stat that you just mentioned of, of never having a losing season. And, and he's one of the best coaches in all of sports. And, and he's not talked about enough, in my opinion. And I, I say that without my Steelers glasses on. He, he's not talked about the, the same way that some of these other NFL and NBA and MLB coaches are, are are talked about college coaches, um, so that that was really cool. Najee Harris having a big time game with a stiff arm, oh my and god, the end to run it that was, or the run to end it that that was fun. T.J. Watt, the best defensive player in football, after Ooh. all anybody wanted to do coming into the game was ride Miles Garrett's jock strap, Ooh. Ooh. and T.J. Watt comes out with four sacks bang and up, bang up, here. Two, <laughs> you can pick up two sacks this weekend. He he's gonna set the single season sack record breaking Michael Strahan's and then Big Ben. That that was just that was a cool moment last night for Big Ben. Uh, a deserved moment for Big Ben last night. Arguably the best defense player. One of the de- de- no, uh, best defense. the best defensive players. The the numbers speak for themselves. He's better than Miles Garrett. 
He's better than Aaron Donald. He's better than any defensive player in football. He should. He, he's going to break the single season sack record this weekend in Baltimore. Are oh, you looking at numbers? And he is going to win defensive player MVP. Okay, <clears throat> if you say so. Numbers speak for themselves. Yeah, the numbers do. The numbers do speak for themselves. But no one's dominant as Aaron Donald. Um, but I'll take I'll take either one of those guys <laughs> as my player. TJ Watt is literally as dominant as as Aaron Donald. Did you see him last night and in, in all season long in the past couple of years? He, oh, he, yeah, yeah. He's it's, as it's, dominant. It's as close. Aaron Donald, it's close. More dominant. It's really close. But they don't they don't count how. Aaron Donald takes on double teams and and game and team game plan just around him. They don't they don't put those in the stat sheet. But listen, both both players are great. I just give Aaron Donald the slight slight edge. Uh, so I got a story for you from the Music City Ball. It's a good story. It's, it's it makes you feel good. It should, at least it should. I don't know. We'll see. Let me just tell you. So. The Old Red, beautiful restaurant, bar, facility, right there on Broadway. So we finish up the event around 12-ish. It goes to 1, but I had to run because I had the big orange countdown at the stadium inside of the Tennessee um, box, the media box. And that show started at 1230. And it's not a 10-minute walk at all from Broadway to the stadium, despite what I was told. It is not 10 minutes. So me and Chris Brown, we, we boogied to the stadium and was dropped off right in front of the stadium in the parking lot. So we boogie to the front of the stadium, and then we're like, okay, where, where do we go now? Well, the media entrance is not at the front of the stadium. The media entrance is on the, the, the backside of the stadium. Ben, you know this because you watch the game as a media member. So, I mean, we are on it. We're booking it around the Titan Stadium. And we run into uh, Austin Staley and, and uh, Buck Riesling over there from Nashville, AZ Sports, and Buck does a show on 104.5. It's like, yo, hey, man, where's the media interest? Where's, where is it? Like, uh, it's literally opposite of where you are right now. We're like, man, ain't this about a – so Chris and I, we booking it. We booking it. We booking it. We booking it. We do the show. Big Orange, um, countdown, we do it, it's one thirty. So now we're going to our seats. Now, that was an adventure in itself because my tickets were on my phone. My kids and my brother going to the game, but my tickets were on my phone. So they didn't have the tickets, and so I got somebody to give, meet my brother with my phone so that way they can get in. So I, I meet with them. After we do the big orange countdown. And one of my favorite things to do is to see a Tennessee fan and say, Go Vols! It's one of my favorite things to do. Because what happens is there's a chain reaction. 
I always like to count how many times I can get someone to say go Vols. So I say go Vols randomly to a Tennessee fan just walking, walking around the stadium. I try to get him to say it, and then when they say it, somebody else says it, and then somebody else says it. So I'm over here just like trying to set a record. My best was five. So I just see random people. They make eye contact with me. They're wearing orange. I say, go Vols. Out of nowhere. And Chris is like, man, something wrong with you. I'm like, no, man, it's fun. Try it. So we, we both was doing it. And I did it to this, to this guy who's dressed like a golfer. <laughs> and I said, yo, go Vols. He was like, swing? I said, yo, what's up, man? Go Vols. He said, hey, man, what's up? I'm Andy. I was like, huh? He's like, I'm Andy Mizuno. Like, oh, Andy Mizuno golfer from the text box, Ben. It was Andy Mizuno golfer from the text box. So bumped into him. He had a big old beer. I don't know. A, a, a glorious beard? Man, he, no, he had a beer. He had a big oh, a beer, beer. A big cup, uh, like a big old can of beer. Stokes would be very, very proud. Andy Mizuno golfer was about to get it in. Or he had already been in it, and he was getting in it some more with some beer. But uh, which is a good thing because I'm I'm sure that helped him throughout the course of the football game, considering everything that happened. Oh yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, we 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 had a good time, man. So I bumped into Andy Mizuno golfer, met him. It was really really cool. Um, we we my my seats were. Were, were fantastic. There was a, uh, I ain't gonna say any names. I don't know the name anyways, but the story is glorious. So, Tennessee fan, it was an older gentleman and his wife. And he had a beer. He was, he was, he was, he was there already. He was at third base already. And I don't think the game barely even started, but he must have been pre-gaming for a while. And, um, he had let me out so I could get in. And, um, I kind of knocked the beer out of his hand a little bit. Um, he wasn't showing good discipline. He wasn't holding the beer high and tight anyways. And so I was like, I'll get you another beer, man. Don't worry about it. His wife was like, no, don't worry about it. Because she, I think she wanted him to stop. <laughs> and so he wanted to buy me a beer. And I already had one. And I wasn't trying to go there with him. So I was like, eh. So I kind of let somebody else hold it. And he got like kind of upset. So I just bought you a beer, dude. Dude, I'm not trying to be like you. So stop. Nobody asked you to buy me all these beers. Like I'm not trying to go there. I have to be a responsible parent. You don't have any kids in here. And so I felt bad that he kind of felt a certain type of way that I didn't, you know, drink his beer that he got me that I didn't even ask for. And so I got him another beer. <laughs> and uh his wife grabbed a beer, Ben, and threw it on the ground. And poured it out. And I was like, uh. She was tired of him. She was tired of him. But I was kind of like, uh, yo, I just paid for that beer. It wasn't like he bought that beer for himself. You threw it. Like, you threw the beer away that I bought. But I was like, I was I was laughing too. I was having a good time. I'm going to let, you know, $11 ruin, ruin, ruin the time. But I was laughing. He got so mad, dude. He disappeared. I think he watched the game from somewhere else. <laughs> but it was. It was fun, man. It was fun. Two stories wrapped into one, but 
had to do, had to do with the Music City Bowl, and um, it's certainly different than watching the game at Neyland Stadium. So much access to beer, and um, man, this dude was this dude was folded. I don't think Andy Mizuno golfer got to that point, but Andy was getting there, right? Andy, you was getting there. You was getting there. You was getting there. Andy says uh, there were lots of beers flowing. Pretty sure, lots of. Are you kidding? Are you blanking kidding me? Oh yeah, Josh Heupel telling the ref, "Are you blanking kidding me?" Oh, man. Yesterday was the first day where I was like, all right, I'm good. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm all right. I'm getting over it now. Yesterday. Monday. That was that was the first day. I was fire, fire mad Friday, Saturday, Sunday, yesterday. It was the first day I was I was good. I was good to go. Tremel from chat says, been saying this since the beginning. Some of the kids that football saved from the streets will be introduced back to the same streets. The news is the top guys because of their, the news, but the guys at the bottom, I'm kind of, I'm kind of confused there, Tremel, but um, I I think I know what you're trying to say. That's, that the changes in football right now um, the guys that were kind of saved from the distractions, being at home, football kind of got guys away from their hometown, away from bad influences, and because of all the distractions, especially with all the money and the and the and the, and the deals, maybe it makes these guys some targets when they go back home. I think that's what you're trying to say, Tamel. But if not, just just Clarify what you were trying to say. Uh, West Tennessee Vol says she is not willing to open Fine Bomb with open arms, even though Fine Bomb on his show yesterday was declaring Tennessee the Music City Bowl winner. Tennessee is eight and five. West Tennessee well, Vol says, that, "Huh? If we're gonna do that, we should declare Tennessee winners over Ole Miss at minimum as well." Correct. No, because that game, because that play happened in the middle of the game, there's no definitive way to know that Tennessee would have won that game if that call went our way. But there is. Okay. They lost by one score. That was the difference. Oh, yeah. Okay. You can, I mean, you can say the same thing about Purdue because Purdue was going to get the ball after we scored that touchdown anyway. So. And then Byron Young was going to sack the quarterback and strip him. And Matthew Butler was going to recover the fumble to win it. I really feel like if Tennessee would have scored a touchdown, Tennessee would have won because Purdue had kicked, what, three or four field goals uh, during the course of that game. They couldn't get to the end zone. They were good at you know, open field, big strikes, but when they got to the red zone, Tennessee defense did bow their neck and force some field goals. So I felt like that was going to be the case in overtime. Camden, Tennessee Falls says, I ain't getting hype over a guy not here yet, but if we get Isaiah Nior, what kind of skill set does he bring? Who does he compare to? Camden, Tennessee Falls, just like you have not emotionally crossed that line, I have not either. He's He's making one visit. I have not 
cross that line to go and see who he compares to. Because I didn't think Tennessee was going to have a shot of, uh, of getting him on a visit. The talk was him staying close to home. Now, I know what type of Tennessee – I know what type of receivers Tennessee likes. And those are guys who are um, – especially in Tillman's place, you know, bigger body guys that can, they can run. You got to be able to run. You, they don't necessarily need every every player to be able to run routes, like real routes. If you can just run, they like, hey, we can, you fit. So one thing I can say about New York is that he can run. Beyond that, I don't, I don't really know. He has some crazy stats his freshman year at, at Wyoming, but he's athletic. He can run. Um, he's an explosive playmaker. An explosive playmaker this season granted it was in the mountain west uh, he had 44 catches for 878 receiving yards which is 20 yards per catch and he had 12 touchdown catches Th- this is after a a terrific uh, redshirt freshman season a- as well so he's had back-to-back seasons at wyoming with with some really really good numbers and he's just simply in explosive playmaker 6263 uh to go out on on the perimeter play on the perimeter he, he's a, a really explosive athlete but we still but can we answer who does compare compare to yet uh on Tennessee's roster Tennessee doesn't have anybody or just anybody any receiver like him uh anybody I mean I I haven't watched his his tape I I can only go off of what he, what his stats say and and what people say about him. Yeah, he. I mean, he looks he looks like a guy. And I'm I'm, I'm sitting here watching, you know, some of some of his film. Hmm. Okay. Let's see here. Let me watch one more one more clip. And I think I'll be able to tell you. I saw one clip. Let me get one more clip in, Ben. One more clip. All right. Let me get these ads out the way. One more clip. I'll tell you who I think he compares to, and then uh, we'll we'll have to take a break. We got around the SEC. We got Attaboy coming up. But one more clip. This is a uh, pass to him against North Illinois. Long pass. Let's see here. Go motion. All right. Uh, uh. Huh. Hmm. That might not be enough. He ran like a like a post, just ran right past him. But he, I think he can fill that void left by Javante Payton. I won't say he compares to Javante Payton, but he would fill that void. He would. He would be on the outside, and he 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 can run past dudes. That's that's what they're looking for. That's what they're looking for. You have, you have your small receiver in Squirrel White. You got Cedric Tillman, a big body receiver. You got uh, Nior, who is who is not small, that can handle his own on the outside, and he can run. Long strider. I mean, he's taking three steps and already at 10, 15 yards. He eats up turf. He eats it up, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I see why. LSU and Texas and Texas A&M and Tennessee wants this young man. 
I see why, man. I see why. 865-255-03. What was his, what was his uh, writing out of high school? What was his offers out of high school? I do not know, but I can check during the break. Let's and do that. Report back to the good people. Because I'm sure there's some, some fam of him in, in high school, uh, which doesn't really matter, honestly, because it's, it's, it's who you're getting right now. Um, but I do kind of want to see his skill set. And if he was a two-star, barely a three-star, there may not be a lot available. So um, something to pay close attention to. But like you said, Tennessee Camden Vol. Emotionally, man, we know I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. Let's see if Tennessee really got a shot. Let's see if Tennessee really has a shot, or is he just taking a um, a free visit to get out of Texas and just look and see what Tennessee is all about? Does Tennessee really, really, really have a chance? Does Tennessee really, really have a chance? A six five two hundred. 5503 is our telephone number. Swain Event, Fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Our one is brought to you by Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. We will take a uh, quick timeout. Hour number one. Ben McKee, Jason Swain, stay with us. I'm Vince Moore, wide receiver, BFL 1991, and you're listening to The Swain Event. If you're coming to Knoxville and need a place to stay, do yourself a favor and book a room at Hampton Inn Paper Mill, also known as the Hampton on the Hill. This award-winning property is literally in the top 5% of all Hampton Inn properties. The GM, Stephen Lawrence, is a good old local boy who grew up in the business around Knoxville. He and his staff are always available, always willing to help, and will go above and beyond for their guests. The newest Hampton Inn in Knoxville has clean, affordable rooms, flat screens, fridges, and microwaves in every room. Plus, breakfast is included in every rate. Not to mention, there's also a pool and fitness center on site. If it wasn't so close to amazing restaurants, bars, and shopping, you would never want to leave. At only six miles from campus, you're still right in where the big orange action is. Go to HamptonInn.com, search Knoxville, and book your room at the Hampton Inn Paper Mill. Or call 865-693-5400. We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics. So we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound-guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes your training different than others? I've been practicing in Knox Hill for over 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. 
So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you. So you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy. Fellas, when it's time to freshen up that wardrobe, there's only one play to make, and that's to go see my friends at Mark Nelson Denim in downtown Knoxville. Find the latest in small batch denim in the heart of Knoxville. Denim isn't all they do, though. Mark Nelson also does custom suiting and blazers. Let your personal style shine with Mark Nelson. If you don't have time to go shopping for yourself but still want that fresh look, then sign up for the NN Society. Let the experts handle the shopping and get $300 worth of merchandise for just $150 every other month. That's six times per year keep you looking styling every day. Let Mark Nelson Denim help you be the best you. Because when you look good, you feel good. Go to Mark Nelson Denim. At Iris Networks, we know that business communication solutions are critical to your success. Since 1998, we've been helping businesses in East Tennessee by providing reliable and affordable high-speed fiber internet and voice solutions. That's why Iris Networks is your Tennessee communications partner. With internet speeds up to 100 gigs and work-from-anywhere solutions like mobile apps, video conferencing, and file sharing, we make sure you can stay connected to your customers and great communities we live and work in. Iris Networks, because just like you, Tennessee is our home. Plant event fuel by Dead End Barbecue. Hour one is brought to you by Killer Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. It is time for around the SEC. Oh, man. I am not looking forward to Alabama, Georgia in the title game. I'll watch it, but I ain't looking forward to it, Ben. What do you have for us for around the SEC today? A couple of uh, different things to hit on this morning. Uh, We'll start at South Carolina, where it is expected that senior receiver Josh Van will end up returning to school for another season instead of leaving for the NFL. He led South Carolina in receiving this past season with 43 catches and 679 yards. So uh, Spencer Rattler will have at least one weapon at his disposal. Uh, At Auburn, Kobe Hudson has entered the transfer portal, but he was also kicked off the team. So news surfaced that he had entered the transfer portal. And then shortly after that news came out, he announced on Instagram, on his Instagram story, that he was kicked off the team saying, I never wanted to leave Auburn ever. Dot, dot, dot. I was kicked off the team. So an interesting situation there with Kobe Hudson, who was Bo Nix's top target this past season uh, down on the plains at Auburn. Hmm. And it uh, will be interesting to see where he lands. Uh, Kentucky outside linebacker KD McDaniel, who had entered the transfer portal before the bowl game and then played for Kentucky in the bowl game, actually had some really good snaps for Kentucky in the Citrus Bowl against Iowa uh, a day after or a couple of days after Kentucky beats Iowa. 
he announces that he is transferring to UCF. So that was interesting. Also very interesting to see players who are in the portal play for the team that they are transferring from in a bowl game. Watched Jacob Copeland commit to Maryland the day after Florida lost to UCF. Just uh, just weird. And it, it really has become free agency in college football. Uh, South Carolina's defense received some good news. Uh, Brad Johnson and Zach Pickens. Uh, Zach Pickens, a, a defensive tackle, defensive lineman there at Carolina, former five-star, very talented. And then uh, an edge rusher, Brad Johnson, they also announced that they were returning. And then just two other things real quick, Swain. John Reese Plumley, the two-sport athlete at Ole Miss that Ole Miss fans love. Uh, he has entered the portal. He signed with Ole Miss as a quarterback, ran for over 1,000 yards at quarterback as a true freshman in 2019 and then has has not done anything on the football field really since. Receiver. Because he, he moved to receiver. Matt Corral has obviously been the quarterback, and uh, he, is, he is transferring. And then Oklahoma is targeting Alabama's Jay Valai for its cornerbacks coach, and the expectation is is that Alabama's corners coach will become Oklahoma's corners coach after the national title game. So Nick Saban losing a member of his staff to go work for Brent Venables at Oklahoma. Yeah, I mean it's it's tough to work for Nick Saban. I mean there's there's perks as far as um, what you're going to be paid and how you can use that experience to go be a head coach. But you think about Brent Venable's time at Clemson. I mean, he was he was comfortable because of the culture inside of the coaching staff was so positive. Like, guys just didn't leave Clemson. So, you know, I remember being recruited by Coach Harbison. I wonder where he is now. But he was my recruiter at LSU when Nick Saban was at LSU, and that's something that he mentioned to me. He said, man, we, you know, I may be your recruiter. Well, I may not be here next year. There's a high turnover with, with assistant coaches. And that didn't, that didn't scare me away, but that's something that I always remember. And um, the same is at Alabama. You know, there's a high turnover with coaches at Alabama. So, not a big surprise there, man. How about Kelly Harper? In that Arkansas game. Jordan Horston falls down the sideline. Kelly said, get on in there. Get back in there. Get on. Get. Get back in that game. Helped, helped her up. Pushed her back in. She got a loose ball. Happy for Kelly Harper, man. Something about coaching at your at the school that you played at, the school that you won championship at, behind a legend and Pat Summit. She wasn't the person that replaced Pat Summit, but she was the person that replaced the person that replaced Pat Summit. That's a whole lot easier. A whole lot easier. Real tough for Bob Kesson to replace the man and John Ward, but it'd be a whole lot easier to replace the person that replaced the man. So Kelly Harper, happy for her, man. Her team was playing at a high level and was playing like this before. Uh, was playing like this when um, Ray Burrell was, was out. And now she's back. Lady Vols make, t- make a little run. And it's sweeter because UConn 
you call some trash right now. I mean, they without their best player, but still, they're not good. Well, they are still good. Lady Vols without their best player. Yeah. I mean, maybe Kill Harper's better coach than Geno right now. That may, may, maybe. Maybe. Or maybe she's just doing a better job right now. 865-255-03. Got a couple um, seconds before we hit the top of our break, and then uh, we'll come back. We got Attaboy. We got touchdown turnover. I got a good one for you today, Ben. I got a good touchdown turnover for you today. You think you're ready? You think you're ready for this smoke? Think you're ready, Ben? I stay ready, so I don't have to get ready, Swain. You know this man. (laughs) Oh, GBL says high school. uh, Isaiah Neal was a 78 on um, on recruiting site. There, we'll have to still look at that during the break. Uh, and come back to that. But we have uh, Attaboy coming up and touchdown turnover. We got to take a look at the NFL, man. Got to take a look at the NFL. The Tennessee Titans, baby. Lando Vall says, who would, who would Ole Miss's quarterback, next quarterback be? Unless great luck plus great development and solid play calling job strikes, there will surely be a regression maybe quite a bit. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know what Lane Kiffin has up his sleeve. But he always has something up his sleeve. You better know that about Lane Kiffin. Always something up his sleeve. He don't get he don't get caught with his pants down that much. There's a joke there, but I ain't gonna I ain't gonna take it. 865-255-03. We have Attaboy coming up. We have touchdown turnover coming up. Don't go anywhere. Ben McKee, Jason Swain. Be right back. 